Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, 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 beautifuls. I am so grateful for all of you listening tonight and in the future, or whatever time, space, dimension you're listening in. Thank you so much. Um, that little oh much was because I just got a cramp in my foot. How cute is that? And it's really quite excruciating. So if I'm slightly sidetracked for a second, that's, you know, it's my body going, wah. Uh, so tonight, um, my topic is like, going to be an interesting one. It's it's actually one that's kind of a little taboo. Um, I know that there are cultures in the world that uh, kind of are like grossed out by women or have created rules and restrictions around women and menstrual cycles. And so I... Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736. 
or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, everyone. I apologize for that. When I went to move, I knocked all of my uh, recording stuff out of out of whack. So everything dislodged on me. So I want to apologize to all of you listening to like, hey, how did we end up with breaks so fast? Um, yeah, I just tried to move to get the cramp out of my foot. But bear with me here. I'm with you guys. And um, this is a very interesting experience. So what would it take for my foot to have more ease right now so I can be present with you guys and have a really fun show? All right, whatever that is, I'm choosing it. So thanks for sticking through. And so tonight, the topic is going to be about, the topic is actually called, Do Real Men Get Their Swords Bloody? And when I posted this on Facebook, it was a really interesting uh, reaction. It's actually one of the first times that I have kind of a reaction to a a post that I've done about the radio show. Sometimes I'll get some likes or whatever, but there's actually a conversation going on around it. Um, and somebody in that was French was like, what does that mean? And this other gentleman was like, well, if we translate and we take the word blood and what that means and we take a sword and what can that mean? And the woman was like, oh, that's what it is. I'm like, what do you guys say in France? <laughs> so it actually created a bit of a conversation, which was very cool. So um, I think there is actually like, a, there is sort of like an unspoken thing um, with menstrual cycles and sex. People don't really talk about it. So if people don't talk about it, who's going to talk about it? Me. So if you guys are brand new to the Pleasure Zone, welcome to the place where we talk about topics that people don't talk about very often, unless maybe you're watching porn or something. Um, well, I'm more geared towards having a conversation that can open up your reality, get you out of judgment, and start to get you to not judge others as well. So, um, you know, all this stuff is just an interesting point of view. And for those of you who are wondering, you know, who am I and what am I doing here? My name is Milica, Milica Jelanić, and I'm a body worker. I work with bodies uh, to align spines. I work with energy. I do a lot of stuff to facilitate more ease with bodies. Um, and essentially, that trickles off into the rest of your life. So for me, sex has a lot to do with creating more ease in your life. Sex is like, for me, the way some people do riding a bicycle. Uh, for me, it's like exercise. It's a way of having fun with my body. It's like, it's so I have a kind of a different experience with um, copulation than some people do. And it's quite similar to what other people do. So there you go. How does it get any more fun than that? So I wanted to talk about this topic. I had a, I've had a few conversations with people, friends of mine about it, men and women, um, just kind of gauging where people are at with this. Um, one of the things was actually there was a, a trigger in my personal life with it. So I was like, oh, um, and I kind of had this conversation with my lover husband, uh, hope to God his family is not choosing this particular episode to listen to. This would be the one that they would choose. <laughs> so um, uh, it, it so happens that when we met, I'm just going to dive right in and just like expose myself to all you guys, even if you're brand new to my show. Um, when I first met my lover husband a couple of years ago, um, 
we'd been like kind of eyeing each other for a while. It was like, and and so it was very like exciting to be able to to be with him because I'd been in in spaces with him for like almost two years of him working on my house, and then there was finally like this admission that we were interested in each other. So there'd been this energy building for like two years. And then um, when we finally had the chance to go on a date before he was going off to do a job for a few weeks, I happened to be on my period. Um, And he was just like, okay, sure. He didn't think much of it. And he was just like, all right, I'm going to just get on in there. And he did. And the thing is, that actually changed so much in my reality. Um, For me, prior to that, I'd never... Um, been with a person who was willing to like be with me no matter what and willing to be present with me no matter what and it actually created a lot of ease in my body just a few maybe months prior to that I'd been asking the question of my body about menstrual cramps and what were they and you know what is it that I created in my body what did I choose you know what had I agreed to what had I was asking my body a lot of questions, and I had this awareness of a few things that I had chosen that created menstrual cramps, and I had a few awarenesses of what was required to change it. And his energy um, and, you know, having play and fun and sex with him was the energy of what was required to contribute to my body to change the cramps. So... After uh, copulating with him, I literally didn't have menstrual cramps for about two years. And so last year, at some point, you know, we were like living together, so we saw each other more, so we could um, have sex more often. And so as we were having sex more often, um, he kind of like edged out of the having sex while I was on my period. And I had this, like, it was like a tear in my universe. Like, my heart was, like, I felt, like, brokenhearted. Like, I felt rejected. All this stuff came up in my world. I was like, don't you love me? What did I do? Why are you, why won't you have sex with me? I had a meltdown, actually. It was the meltdown. I waited a few months. I thought, okay, whatever. Maybe it's just a few months. Like, maybe it's just a phase um about you know a bunch of months into it um it just like the phase was driving me crazy and then um a few months ago in april uh, around mid april to most of may my body bled almost um completely for almost 2 months straight so with him doing that i'm not going to have sex with you on your period and between him, for the days that I was, you know, not menstrual uh, or not bleeding, because I might not have been ovulating, so I wasn't technically menstrual, but I might have had extra uterine bleeding, so that can happen too. Um, I was having this experience. And part of the, uh, you know, my body had done this before. My body had created these extra um, uterine bleedings before. Uh, in the past, it had it checked out. It was like chalked up to stress. Um, and I'm like, well, the stress is I'm not having sex on my period, so that's the stress, damn it. Um, and the so the funny thing was, is like, okay, so you know, these weeks are going by, um, and and I'm 
pissed. Like I'm pissed off and I'm like, God damn it, I'm the host of the pleasure zone. I'm the one who talks about sex all the time. God damn it, where's my sex? God damn it. And I was pretty upset and I, I confronted him with it. I'm like, I don't know what I've done. Like, do you not like me anymore? Like we'd only been married for like four months at this point. We'd been together for two and a half years and I was like, are you done with me? Like, is this over? I don't get what I've, you know, created here. Like, what is this? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, we haven't had sex in like weeks. I don't know what I did just because I'm on my period. Like, what's the problem? He's like, well, you're on your period. I'm not going to bug you. You look tired. I'm like, I'm mad and I'm tired because I haven't had sex. (laughs) So I was aware of that. Like, I was aware of how much my body was desiring like having sex my hormones were like raging and I needed to like put it out on something and he was just like no so I was I I felt brokenhearted like my world was like falling apart and and I finally I, I felt almost like I was like in a, like begging but I was like please like will you please like have sex with me in the shower or something and he was like oh yeah I'm like oh my god (laughs) why could you not have just asked me to have sex in the shower weeks ago oh my god I was like what is this there was it was such a weird energy we were going through this really weird thing for like a like a month and it was very frustrating um you know he wasn't even like really I I couldn't even give him blowjobs so I was really kind of annoyed and going through this pissed off phase so then um, then he was like then he finally was like okay yes we can do it in the shower and the crazy freaking cool thing is after he said yes to that my body didn't have so for that time frame my body was aggravated and for that year where we weren't having sex when I was menstruating and my body was having like migraines and you know bloating and like I felt like I was pregnant Um, and then he then allowed me um, some freedom to like express myself which was cool he's always an allowance of that I guess I was an allowance of what I had to say so said what I had to say we created you know something different by choosing to okay let's try this in the shower which we'd done before it wasn't like a new concept so there we did it and the it was it was kind of cool because I noticed after that that there was so much ease in my body like I didn't feel rejected I didn't feel separation I didn't feel this like oh you're gross on your period and this like you know, energy that I'm aware of that's out there where there's like this rejection of women and menstrual cycles and there is that energy. And then there's also the opposite energy where there are men who are very like into it and they're like, hey, that's extra lubrication that I didn't have to like go down on you for or I didn't have to, you know, create that lubrication in your body. You're already ready to go. How easy is this, right? So for some men, it's like, Heck, yeah, easy peasy, I'm in. Um, That wasn't something that I was encountering a lot in my life ever. So it was, um, it was, so my life, I'd been having all these menstrual cramps. It was cute and interesting. I'm just telling you that story because maybe for you, uh, when you ask the question, there might be something similar that you hadn't considered. You might be like, oh, so body, is that something you require? 
and and maybe if you choose it you'll you'll actually find that it is like super happy and starts to heal so it's oftentimes that thing that we're most refusing or most like rejecting that when we choose it can change our lives our bodies our money inflows dynamically um, it created a lot more ease in my body, which then created a lot more ease in my business, right? So then I could, you know, get some work done. These migraines are gone now. So the migraines, the bloating, uh, thank God it left. And it really came down to having a conversation, acknowledging, like, what's going on, um, like, literally hearing him because I wasn't, I was like, I don't understand, because when we met, you were willing to, he's like, yes, because I hardly ever saw you, so whenever I saw you, if it happened to be on your period, I didn't care, I just wanted to have sex with you, but now I have, so for him, he was like, well, I'm seeing you, and he was putting himself in this, like, no choice, well, I'm seeing you, so I've got to have sex with you, so this is what's going to happen, so now, when he is in a choice, place of choice, he's more prefers to not have sex on my period, especially in the bed, especially during heavy flow days. So we're aware of that now. We've had this conversation, and it's like, yeah, it's okay. We can do that in the shower then. Cool. So awesome. So guys, have the conversation. That's what I want to say to you is like have the conversation because sometimes all it takes is to have the conversation and have no point of view about your partner, say, rejecting you. Like I went in this tumbleweed of crap in my head like my partner is rejecting me oh my god my marriage can't believe my marriage is already over i've only been married for four months why was everything so good before that what the hell's going on the insanity was like wildfire so we did change that and so that kind of got me to consider because i've been talking about other to other people about it it was like what if you did this, you know, what if you didn't have to try and manipulate your body to avoid having the period during certain times, you know, like I could convince my body out of menstruating, like, okay, body, I just need 72 more hours because, you know, the lover's going to be home, so I'm just requiring you to, like, hold off for 72 hours, Um, and I would do that like a professional, um, probably up until about the last four or five years when I really thought, okay, I'm just going to allow my body to do what it would like to do instead of being a control freak of magnitude, even controlling my periods. That's adorable, um, which was also stressful on my body. Like, no, you can't bleed now because I say so. And, you know, my will and my potency is pretty freaking dynamic, and I could change stuff. So I did, and it would show up like to the minute of when I would ask it to show up so crazy but true so you know in your lives you know even so it might not be about the period but there may be something that's kind of like this conversation where you're kind of going I really don't want to have this conversation it's kind of gross what I want to talk about but when you do it can let so many other aspects um, just come along more easily so I really encourage you with your partner, you know, if you're finding, like, things are getting off or not fun or getting boring, like, ask, you know, are you okay with, like, having, you know, what about sex on my period? What about sex in the shower? What about sex here? What about sex there? Explore. How much fun can you have being a sexual adventurer? So I encourage you to play with those questions. So 
we're going to head to break, and when we come back, I'm going to kind of talk about some taboos, what doctors say, what people say, all when we come back from this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S., Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. How are you guys doing? I hope you're kind of enjoying this conversation I'm having uh, with all of you and with myself. And, um, you know, I sent you guys off with a question to kind of like play with. You know, sometimes we have these things in our lives where we're avoiding um, having a conversation about something because you think, oh, this is gross, this is taboo, you know, I don't want to talk about this. Um, Sometimes it's those conversations you're avoiding the most that when you have them can actually change a lot for you, especially if you're feeling like your relationship has gone down, you know, some kind of rabbit hole of crazy. Um, You might find that having those conversations um, that are vulnerable, really vulnerable for you, will really change a lot. So I encourage you to have those conversations. It can be... um, Maybe intimidating, maybe not. Maybe it'll be incredibly freeing just to even acknowledge that you could have that conversation. So, you know, from um, let's go to like the medical kind of standpoint of this. Like, what do actually doctors suggest? You know, I just like sometimes looking at different points of view of things. And um, one of the things from a, a physiological standpoint, we'll go with 
um, that, we'll call it that, um, doctors actually say that, yeah, it's totally cool to have um, sex on your period. There's no physiological reason why you couldn't. Not only that, they actually, um, you know, are saying, like, in relation to hormones, is that on day one of your period, your estrogen and testosterone are really low, and that by day three, they rise again, which often gets a lot of women quite horny. So for me, I know that's true. I'm kind of like a freaking crazy horn dog on my period. Kind of like when I was also, when I was pregnant, I was like ridiculously horny. It was uh yeah it was wild <laughs> i think it was like i could have just had a brand new job masturbating 24 hours a day or something so one of the things i am aware of uh and i i have because of the conversations i've had with people i'm aware that for some um you know men and women the whole concept really just grosses them out so there's a lot of points of view about it, like it's dirty, it's gross, it's wrong, it's, you know, it's going to lead to problems, it's going to increase this, it's going to, so I'd really like you to check on that, you know, check on that for yourself. Um, is that even your point of view? Is it your point of view that sex on your period is gross? Or did you buy some taboo in this life or some other lifetime that it's gross? So if you have done that and you're buying that lie, um, I'd just like you to kind of look at that and acknowledge where you've bought the lie. And then if you'd like to change it, change it. Change your point of view. Um, what else is possible? What What if you were willing to try that? For those of you who are like, no way, what if you're willing to even consider it? Not that you have to do it. You don't have to go find the next bleeding woman and stick it in her. You know, that's not what I'm saying. But you could consider, like, what if I, you know, what would it be like if I actually had, um, you know, copulated uh, during menstrual cycle? Like, would my body like that? Would my body receive it? So, you know, you might have this point of view that it's just disgusting and vile. Yeah, it can be messy. So what if, you know, there are things you can consider for, you know, taking care of the mess. You can there are a lot of things. Um for example, using dark towels is one of them. I had told a friend of mine that I had this topic today. Um and we were chatting on Facebook and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's no problem. Just throw down a black towel. You're good to go." Um, another guy was like, oh, yeah, for sure, just take it in the shower, no problem, just go for it. And other guys were like, yeah, who cares, whatever, do it anywhere. I don't know, it's, it's just blood, just wash it up, it's all good. Um, so, so, yeah, lots of guys are like, hey, they don't care. Um, in fact, they're just, like, excited to get it on. So another guys are that I've talked to, too, um, have almost given the – oh, my God, I can't even believe you'd consider that <laughs> look to me like, whoa, that's really, like, so not cool. It's almost as not cool as pooping on me. That would just be gross. So, yeah, there's lots of points of view. And please don't judge people for their preference. It's just that if you do have this thing where it's, like, it's really like a violent reaction in you, um, 
really check is that yours or something, some other energy that you're reacting to. It might not be yours. So you might be picking up world points of views, religious points of views, other people's points of views. And when you can start to clear that, then you can actually start to receive more. Again, you don't have to choose it. You don't have to, like, get in the sack with the woman who's bleeding. Just would you be willing to, you know, if you were with you and the last woman on earth are together and she just happens to be bleeding 24-7 for all eternity because it's, you know, the universe's way of, like, eliminating mankind or whatever, (laughs) then what are you going to do? Are you going to have sex on a period or are you going to have the point of view of no and just never have it again? So I know that's kind of an extreme example. Um, I like extreme examples because they often get to the point. So I really, you know, play with the idea. Would it be fun to actually experiment with that? Would your body like it? Your body might surprisingly enjoy it. Your body might be like, ooh, yeah, there might be like a scent about it. It could be like a little, you know, tinny smelling, like blood can have that um, iron kind of smell to it. Um, But you know what? Bodies have smells. And if you can um, start to, you know, get over your points of view about that's disgusting and go, hmm, what could I receive from that? What can I receive from menstrual blood? You know, women historically used to bleed into the earth. They would, you know, use their blood was like a contribution to the earth in so many ways. Um, And I'm aware that that's something that, you know, my body would like to contribute blood to the earth again, too. That was another one of those things I was aware of. It was like the body to copulate with, the bleeding into the earth, the, you know, there was a few things going on for me. So, I think there's like three or four, and it was like once I started to like get them, kind of like looking at them, changing them, choosing something different, then stuff started to change for my body. Um, And uh, even like the level of bleeding has become what people would call normal, uh, where before it was like kind of like a torrent that would just like waft through and woo, just like take people out in its way. So it was pretty thick and wild. I know you guys wanted to hear that. You're welcome. So if that just grossed you out, you're not the only one. And if that just turned you on, you're not the only one. Thing is, some women are actually more grossed out by it than men are. Um, And there are also lots of men who are grossed out by it and women aren't. So definitely have the conversation with your partner um, just to know where they stand on it. Because you could be missing out on, you know, if you're a person who menstruates for seven days, you could be missing out on seven days of a lot of fun if you didn't have the point of view it was gross. And what else is possible, right? So uh, I had another friend, and I mentioned this last week on how did you get so anal, that I had a friend growing up who, during her period, her husband was grossed out by having um, sex on her period. So, you know... The tampon would go in the vagina and the penis would go in the anus and that's how it worked for them and so and that was like awesome for her she loved it so it was super so one of the other things is there's a little taboo around with sex and periods is that some people believe 
that you can't get pregnant on your period, which is actually a lie. You can get pregnant on your period. Um, oftentimes during the end of it, if you have a long period, you can be ovulating uh, near the end of it. I um, was right near the, like, I was like on the last day of my period. So I wouldn't, it was kind of like the end of it. Um, I guess it was like, yeah, probably like right at the end of it when I got pregnant with Ziva because I, I hadn't really had sex like on a like full-blown bleeding before that. It was kind of like the last, you know, drop. And I got pregnant with Ziva then, so it's very possible. And even because sometimes my cycles, like those ones or the extra uterine bleeding that was lasting so long, you can still be you know, having random ovulating in there, you know, who knows, your body could be dropping eggs or just extra uterine bleeding. It's hard to say. Um, it's a good thing to check out, though, if you want to know if that's what's going on with you, um, because it can be other things, too. So, yeah, you can ask your body if it would like to go to a doctor if you are having that extra, extra bleeding. That's a side note. So, um, if you are having sex when you're on your period, uh, you can, like I was saying, you can still get pregnant. So use a condom um, because if you are on the pill, sometimes that placebo time of when you're menstrual will can actually, you can still get pregnant. Um, that's how some people are like, but I was on the pill and I got pregnant. Yes, because you did it during the placebo time. So they do say that you can kind of just like skip the placebo and just keep going. That's one article I read. Um, check your body, see if it would like that. Maybe your body's, you know, would just like a break um, from having the hormones going up and down and up and down. So um, there is, though, however, they found that there is an increased chance of having um, STDs traveling through the cervix because the cervix is more open during menstruation. So just to be aware of that. So I also wondered, you know, I talked to some guys, but I wondered, like, what other information is out there about this? And, like, what do people have to say um, about, uh, especially guys, I wanted to know, like, what do some guys have to say about sex on your periods? And so I found a few articles, and one of them online, one of the articles online was from Cosmo. And we know they're a reliable source, right? They're awesome. <laughs> so, um, well, at least they did some interviews, and we have some quotes from some guys. So one of the guys, who was 31 at the time of the article was written, said that it, be, it can be a little disconcerting when you see blood. It's like, ooh, your sexual organs are not just a place that my penis can hang out. So, yeah, I think for some guys, if they've never seen it before, it's like, or alarming. Kind of like when... Um, for some men, it can be alarming to see the baby head come out of um, the vaginal canal, too. They're like, whoa, whoa, that's like, I don't know about that, right? You know, somehow or other, uh, you just blew up my favorite buffet. And so, yeah, guys can be freaked out about that. And there is also, um, you know, one other guy who was pretty young was saying, he's in his 20s, he was saying, that uh, hell yeah, he's like shower sex all the way. He didn't care. He was into it. It worked really well for him to have sex on the periods. And um, another guy was like, yes, but not on my sheets. And another one was like, uh, only with somebody you really know and somebody who you know is really special 
uh, to you and you're really special to them because you felt it was a very personal thing, a very sacred and personal thing. And another one uh, felt that if you have sex all the time and there's a few days when you're not, it's not that big a deal. So now you can watch a show on Netflix instead. So he'd prefer not to. And he's asking women to not be on their period. <laughs> so there you go. Um, there is some, uh, like I was saying, like there, you know, there there's some myths and taboos um, that period sex can increase uh, a chance of infection. Um, the thing is, that can happen, like if you do something like leaving a tampon in for extra long and trying to have sex with a tampon in, the tampon gets stuck, and then you can't get it out and that creates like you know an infection so you know extra things in there may not be the best idea uh, a lot of you know the, there's another taboo around this too like there is a huge taboo that that has pegged women as saying that they don't want to have sex on their periods but there are a lot of women who do and I think that you know there's a there's something like way back when, maybe it was religious, and I did look into some of the religious stuff too, so I will talk about that. But at some point historically, it went from being a sacred, amazing thing to being like dirty and disgusting. So different different uh, takes on it will definitely create myths about, oh, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that. Um you know, there's another myth that says your period will be heavier if you have sex on your period. Um, that's also not true. You just might have contractions during orgasm that might put push out extra blood, but it's not going to make it heavier or longer. So it might actually, for me, those contractions actually really helped get rid of the cramps. So orgasms for cramps. How freaking awesome is that? And the other false uh, misses you don't need to use a condom and we already talked about that um, so and some people just think it's like way too messy and it you know it can be messy but it's not like you're going to look like there was somebody that got shot in the head it's not that kind of crazy messy like you can kind of get into positions that will make it the blood flow out less so Missionary position is a pretty good one. Your, you know, your pelvis is kind of rounded and up a bit, so that you know, like doggy style. Yeah, you're gonna get some blood going places, and you know, if you've got, you know, white sheets, white walls, you know, you've got all this. If you've got like everything is kind of like pristine white in your house, and you're doing it doggy style from behind. Yes, you might get a little splatter going on the walls, the sheets, or whatever. So, again, cover up with things black so that, you know, you're not going to see that. Which just sent this, like, image into my head of, hmm, if I ever end up in somebody's house and, like, their entire bedroom is black, black sheets, black curtains, I'll know, you know, black wallpaper, I'll know that those people are people that are willing to do it on the period because they're willing to... Get those blood stains all over the black stuff. I'll know that. I'll just know that. So it's going to be okay. 
and and perhaps if you are somebody who likes sex on your period a lot, perhaps change your decor to match your mood. It could work. You could have your period decor where your whole room has black sheets, black curtains, and whatever. Then you could have non-period decor. It's like all kinds of ways you can adapt. So these are my brilliant ideas that I like to share with you guys. So when we come back, I'm going to share some more information from a religious standpoint about sex on your period when we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions? Or any question too large. What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, And tonight, the conversation is, do real men get their swords bloody? Well... According to the research for that I did, um, you know, the guys in Cosmo have something to say about it. Doctors have something to say about it. And from a religious standpoint, um, there's a lot of mixed information. Some religions say that there there is no uncleanliness. Um, Christianity has a lot of confusion around it because different Christian um, sex nominations um, some of them will say it's impure, unclean, uncleanness based on the old covenant um, and and restrictions that were written in Leviticus. That 
you know, some of that was terrible. Um, and other ones say that uh, other parts even of the Bible say that that like Jesus himself touched was touched by a hemorrhaging woman, um, and he cured her. Um, I don't know how he cures her ever, period, but anyway. So <laughs> that's different, but maybe he did. And if he could, I'd like him to come back, and I'd like to get rid of it. Um, not that I think it's bad or wrong. I think it'd just be fun to like hit menopause. I'd be cool with menopause. I'm like, I'm digging menopause. I'm not in it yet, but I'm digging the whole concept of it because uh, it'd just be fun not to bleed anymore. I just think it'd be fun to change that. So, because I'm a control freak and would like to control my period. There you go. So, um, I was actually talking to my friend today, and she's Muslim, and she was saying that she wasn't aware of any laws that said that there was uncleanliness. Um, she is Ishmaeli Muslim, so that's a little different than Sunni or Shiite. So, it could be when I'm giving this Islamic information, I think it's more based on that rather than, um, anyway, all these laws get like interpreted by different groups and different factions. So um, some part of Islam says that a, a woman is exempted from prayer and for, from performing other religious activities um, when, um, like when she's bleeding. So it's in accordance with the law of uncleanliness of blood in general. So, like, therefore, you know, the blood comes out of the food, it's halal, all that kind of stuff. Um, sexual intercourse with her husband is strictly prohibited during menstrual periods. That's for ones who are, you know, working with halal anything, I suppose. The halal wife, you cannot be bleeding. No, I'm sorry if that offended anybody, but sometimes things make me laugh. I'm just laughing to myself right now. But according to authentic traditions, uh, Muhammad encouraged women, encouraged menstruating women to be present at festive religious services for holidays like Eid. So um, I think that's more the law along the lines where my friend comes from um, is from that rather than from the law, other laws. So hey, if you're listening tonight, hey, I'm talking about you. <laughs> so which I thought was kind of neat, authentic traditions um, say that it's cool. Muhammad said, cool, go for it, where some of the laws have been a little distorted. Um, Judaism, you know, says that women menstruating are considered ritually unclean, and they actually have, like, an act. I can't remember the name of it. Um, like, with a Orthodox Jewish women will go and they'll have this cleanse that they do after uh, the mikvah, I think it is. Um, which is like a ritual cleansing bath. And Sikhs um, actually are very down and cool with the whole thing. They're like, hey, yeah, you know what? Do it. There's no denigration of um, the woman's body whatsoever. It's like women are totally encouraged in Sikh religion to go and, and pray and do whatever they like. There's no restrictions placed on a woman during her menstruation, which is cool. I know growing up, my my father wasn't like really aware of any of the rules um you know around our church so he didn't really know like he didn't really know exactly what was going to um 
be correct or proper. And so the whole thing with that was that he was all of a sudden, um, you know, I would be going to church with him and, and I'd heard from women that I couldn't go up and, and like take the, you know, go to the priest and take the host or whatever. Um, and my dad would look at me like, why aren't you going up? Why aren't you going up? And I like didn't want to admit to him like, dad, I'm bleeding. I can't go do this because these people told me I can't because apparently I'm going to contaminate the whole church if I do this. Um, and I had only heard that rule when I was like 16 or 17. So for like five years before that, I'd been contaminating the church, you know, as they would say I was contaminating the church. And I was actually mortified that I had been contaminating the church. I had all this guilt and shame and like, and I felt terrible that I had been contaminating the church until I realized, wow, that's a load of shit. Um, I, boy, did I buy some lies on that. So I am sorry if I offend a bunch of my, you know, Orthodox Christian friends out there because they're very, you know, anybody who's super strict on that rule and they're like, no, I won't. I'm like, you know what? Uh, that person serving me the host came out of a vagina that then had blood coming out of the vagina, which then makes all of us that have ever touched the bleeding vagina impure. Let's just consider that, people. You know, when you have a baby, there's a little blood involved. So if you're having a vaginal birth, guess what? You know, there's going to be some blood involved. Even if you are having a cesarean, there's going to be some blood involved. Blood actually is part of life um it's life-giving so hey you know when i mentioned like what if we actually like bleed into the earth again that could be fun um what if we like how fun would it be and and maybe i'll try this out on my on my land one day but how fun could it be to like you know, uh, copulate on the earth while you're bleeding allow the blood to receive the earth to receive your blood like for me that's like my body just went wow what a contribution that would be for us so if my lover husband is listening just saying if you're coming home and i'm bleeding um i might be taking you in the back field just for fun just so we can you know i can bleed into the earth while having fabulous sex with you it's going to be great i'm so like looking forward to you coming home for this so so, in a roundabout way, do real men get their swords bloody? Do they? What is a real man? Like, a real man is somebody who's, to me, um, it doesn't mean you're a manly man and you'll take on the wild beast and shoot it in the head. That's not what I'm talking about. A real man, to me, is somebody who's being true to himself, true to what's true for him, honoring himself, acknowledging what works for him and what doesn't work for him and is willing to have the conversation about it, that's a real man. So do real men have, you know, do real men get their swords bloody? Yes and no. Whatever honors you. The thing is, please don't, like, be grossed out by what really is fun for other people. It doesn't mean you have to choose it, right? Just because, you know, your girlfriend might be like, oh, my God, I really want to have sex on my period, and you're like, I really can't do that. I'm grossed out. doesn't mean you have to break up. What else is possible? Keep asking some questions. And it's like, wow, what if we don't, you know, throw a bunch of uh, energy at people that's like, oh, that's so gross. That's so, ugh, I can't believe you'd do that. That's, that judgment can actually, 
you know, it stops the flow of energy that can be creating um, more ease for everyone. It'd be like, hey, cool, that's what you're choosing, cool. And this is what I'm choosing. I'm choosing something totally different than you're choosing, and that doesn't make me awesome, and it doesn't make you less awesome. So, guys, what's fun for you? What's fun for your body? Please, like, acknowledge it and choose it. And before we get off today, I just wanted to take a few minutes to mention a few things. So, uh, in I started this show with a conversation about um, talking to my body uh, when it was about my period, and the conversation has gone from that to discussing like, you know, sex on your period and all sorts of stuff, right? So the conversation with your body really comes down to really starting to have communication with your body, listening to it, being friends with your body. And if you'd like to know more about that, we're having an amazing class in Toronto um, this Friday, Saturday and Sunday, that's September 16th, 17th, and 18th of 2016, in case you're listening in the future, um, 16th, 17th, and 18th in Toronto, you can be live or you can live stream it. So if you're just hearing this for the first time and you'd really like to be part of it, you can live stream this class, you can contact me, or you can go on accessconsciousness.com and you can look up the class called Right Body for You. There's a live stream version and there's a come to Toronto and meet me version. I'd love that. And I like that would be so fun on all accounts. And I would love to see you guys either live stream or in person. And if you have taken that class before, if you're familiar with this body of work, um, there is a repeat price that is amazing. Um, so Again, what a bonus. It's a great class. And the tools from that book were such a contribution to me and my body um, that is partly why I wanted to have this conversation today. Um, also to kind of allow you guys to be aware that, yes, you you can actually um, change a lot with your body um, by being willing to receive something that you really thought you didn't want to receive at some point or thought it was gross or was rejecting it. So how much fun can you have starting to play with what have I been refusing receiving that if I were to receive it could change so much for my body, my money and flows, and my life and my relationships. Until we play again next week, I hope you guys have an amazing week. And I look forward to talking with all of you guys next week with a totally fun topic. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melitza Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.